Um, hi, we're about to be roommates. Oh my gosh, yes, we are. That is, that's fact. That's gossip. And that's a tea here. Let me tell you that. Much. And that and that is a high guys exclusive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here first for all of your hot gossip needs. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Rodolfo is moving in with us. He is uh, the honorary high guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a drunk guy. I'm Chris. And I'm Claudio. And, and we're, we're the, the High Guys. guys. Alright, hello. We are here recording with Rodolfo. Rodolfo, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Rodolfo Robles Cruz. I am a Fresno native. I do theater, poetry, art, you name it. Damn. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us multiversatile (laughs) well we're gonna swing into the vibe check here rodolfo what are you drinking where did you get it from and what are you listening to watching or doing lately um what i'm drinking is a dust bowl hazy ipa wow Mm. Uh, i got it from my local uh corner store (laughs) keep it in the neighborhood (laughs) yeah and while i'm vibing out you know what i've been listening to a lot of gay music whatever that means you know what i'm saying I do. I get it. I get it. Well, you it know? depends, like how, like what kind of gay are we talking? Well, it ranges from like, like gay classics, like I don't know, just random, like uh, soulful music. You know, the Queen doing lip, you know, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. some, um, mm-hmm. some oldies, some blondie. Ooh, um, you know, uh, and then some contemporary stuff like Perfume Genius. You know. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been vibing mm-hmm. out. I've been I've been in the fantasy recently. Yes, living the fantasy, one might say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Chris. Oh, that's me. Today I smoked um, out of a strawberry lemonade cartridge from Winbury Farms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty delicious. You can really taste the flavor in it. Um, and what have I been vibing to? I just started playing a new PS4 exclusive video game, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's been a beautiful experience. That's beautiful. Happy for you. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. I highly recommend it. It is about a girl in a futuristic, almost uh, weird dystopian society. And it's like almost like time has reverted itself. So like we've got super smart and all of our technology was advanced. And then like it's kind of like not Stone Age, but definitely like foraging, savaging, fire for light. But they still have some technology. It's really weird. But yeah, and it's uh, female led. Go woman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you were saying too that who was it that like the ps4 is like the gay console yes <laughs> that's what i said because <laughs> because i feel like gay people gravitate towards the playstation 4 more because like it's sleek it's cool like and uh like the games there are so many the games yeah the games they're fun <laughs> there are so many female-led games and like so many great, beautiful stories being told, and it's just like I don't know, dude. It's gay. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, because what does Xbox have? Halo guy. 
<laughs> but that that's that's only like between like if we're saying what do what do gays prefer Xbox or PlayStation for? Because we all know that every gay is like Nintendo. Nintendo, <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. If they're not either, they're always Nintendo. Somebody had a Game Boy at some point. Because Pokemon a game a gay boy. Let me tell you, gay people love Pokemon too. Yeah. They do. It's so weird because so many like <laughs> quote unquote like the pretty gays like the popular gays that like you see in high school and shit mm-hmm. um you would never think they'd be like weaves or like a pokemon nerd but they totally are they're like, so yeah. are <laughs> it's so funny they're like sylveon's my favorite <laughs> the Eden evolution line is the best evolution line I mean. <laughs> but like they're right yeah but we you, you can't deny it yeah but like yeah it's just a fact like if you try like what are you gonna say like fucking okay jinx is pretty iconic oh yeah jinx is the drag queen of pokemon <laughs> <laughs> he is. would she win drag race oh, oh man yeah i don't know <laughs> i'd vote for i don't her. know because have you seen Mr. Mime's new form? <laughs> With the top hat? And he's and he's tap dancing <laughs> everywhere. I think it would get really far. Oh my god. I think it's the equivalent of like of like uh, runway roo and drag and then like workroom roo in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx is the drag version of Mr. Mime. Of Mr. Mime. <gasps> the hat comes off, the wig comes on. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> We've made the we cracked the code. We cracked the code. Nintendo at Pokemon <laughs> Company. We know what you're doing. Oh, that's so funny. Um. Um. Okay. So today I took get this cannabis infused mints. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So each one was uh, 2.5 milligrams. So they're kind of like weak sauce on their own. But if you take a lot, they're pretty great. So what happens if you put them in Coke? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, (laughs) it is by Kiva Confections Petra, and it's pineapple flavored, so it tasted pretty great. That's a good drag name, Kiva Confections. Oh, Kiva (laughs) Confections. Trademark that shit. Trademark it. Or when you do drag Rodolfo, that better be your name. (laughs) Oh my god! Wait, do you guys have drag names? Okay, I have. I have one. Um, I said it in the f- first episode or the legendary episode, but because Damon, who does drag, his drag name's Harley Sin. So I said that my drag name was going to be Poison Ivory if he put oh, me in drag. Cute. Yeah, I was like, oh. I love that. Did you always have one besides that, though? Um, CC Sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> Come for me. Anyone in the community, CC Sriracha. Oh my god. Yeah, but Uh, it's it's spelled C I C I. CC Sriracha with a C for Sriracha. (laughs) Um, My drag name is um, play on the word mystic, but it's Miss Thick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn. Okay. Isn't that ridiculous? No, I Uh, love, love that. Um, but yeah, that's what I that's what I got high on today. Um, but recently, I have been uh, rewatching this Netflix original animated series called Hilda, and it's about this girl who constantly deals with like trolls and giants and wisps. She deals with them like in a very like wildernessly land, and they're all British, and it's so cute. But the art style is like 
has a great color scheme. Everything's always like the same vibe. The story is so sweet and the animation is beautiful. And I just love hearing little kids who are British. I don't know who something about so it. Sweet. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's that's rubbish. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I eat that shit up. Isn't there a movie about British kids? Like a million? Matilda? Matilda. Ah! <laughs> that's the oh, only one that's, it's just matilda that's great i love that but okay i'm glad we're all feeling great vibing well so we're gonna get into uh, a quick little summary of drag race chris can you take it away of course for those of you who don't know the art of drag at its core is female impersonation and there are a lot of different layers and facets and styles for doing drag but we don't have time so we're just going to tell you what you need to know about rupaul's drag race all you need to know is that being a drag queen takes charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Or at least that's what RuPaul says on our show of the week, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yay! <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race is a reality competition where a handful of queens face off in a fierce competition to win the title of America's Next Drag Superstar, a year supply of makeup provided by whoever is the show's best friend at the time, a crown and scepter provided by fierce jewels, and $100,000 cash. Episodes are made up of challenges and runways with confessionals and behind-the-scenes drama sprinkled in. Each episode, RuPaul and a panel of judges pick one top queen to win the challenge, and the two bottom queens have to face off in a lip-sync battle for their life. The winner shantays and stays, whereas the loser sashays away. Now let's strap in and talk about this. Yeah. Okay, so um, since this is the first portion, we're not going to get into any spoilers for the latest uh, season. Let's just say All-Stars. If you haven't watched season 12, I'm sorry, stop listening right now. We're going to give the goods in the first half, and then the second half will be all the spoiler stuff from this latest season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Rodolfo, we yes. need some goods to give the people so that if they have never watched the show before, they feel inspired to watch the show okay well first of all like i'm not like an expert on drag nor a drag queen i'm just a huge fan of the show mm-hmm. um and it's such a good show it it really brings to like like the queer culture that we like as a society benefit from so much in pop culture but we don't know where it came from you know Mm -hmm. like so many of the isms and little like things that we do in pop culture and we see in music videos and we see in television we see in art and all this like stem from these um these uh drag figures um these trans figures especially you know uh drag queens of color black drag queens um and ex-drag queens that started this whole like um culture of underground fabulousness you know yeah Mm -hmm. um so it is like such an important show to really grasp the idea of like i think we especially as like theater people in the central valley and you know uh, artistic people in this like small bubble we don't really understand the context of like how far we can push art Mm -hmm. and this is like a great example of like this is art pushed to the um to the max in terms of you know uh, representing women and uh, admiring women acknowledging women uh, mm-hmm. uh, and really like shining a light on the queer community that's driven by uh, these fantastic amazing trans women cis women just women in general so that's why i love drag race tbh 
<laughs> Chris, what's a good that you have for the show? Oof. I'm gonna say what like the best thing I think that has come out of Drag Race is the the platform that a lot of these queens are getting from being in the spotlight. But um, ever since the show started, these wonderful people have earned. Um, recognition in the community and even outside the community and it's given a lot of the queens especially the ones who get further in the competition a platform for like actual change and actual um like it gives them power to change people because there's so many people especially in the lgbt community who feel like they don't have a voice and seeing people who are similar to them whether it's because they do drag or it's because they're they're both gay or whatever the situation is like having that representation is super important and so that's my good for the show snaps and claps uh so my good for the show i feel like for gay men for any gay really um it's hard at first to feel connected to the community just because there's so many, like, you don't know if you want to go, like, all in. You're afraid of what people will think of you. Like, you don't want to be seen with the wrong people. And I feel like um, because of, like, whatever your situation is, for the most part, that you feel like you have to be manly. Like, you can't show any femininity. And yeah. so um, growing up, I always, like, would see drag queens. And I would just feel, like, so much, like, confusion like I was mm-hmm. so upset by why by like what I was looking at, mm-hmm. and I've always like tried to soothe that out, you know, because I know that like it was a wrong feeling to have, and then just until like for I think like when me and Chris started dating and he wanted to watch Drag Race, like I had to overcome that like homophobia inside myself, like it was so weird to deal with. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's so instilled in my system because of how I see, like, how I used to see my family react to things. And so, like, it was just a part of me. And I couldn't, like, get rid of it. And it wasn't until watching Drag Race that I could finally, like, pick away at those issues. Yeah. And then, like, it took me to, like, after season three. Because, like, the first few seasons, honestly, if we're being TT right now, um, I can't sit through them because I, like, don't like some of the challenges. <laughs> I don't like some of the outfits. But, um, <laughs> anyway, after season three was when I f- finally started to, like, get it. Like, I, I like, right. felt I could connect to it and understand it and love it. And yeah. it just truly, like, let go of something that was in my chest for so long. Like, it helped mm-hmm. me go through that process. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, and especially at the point that you brought up and, you know, this internalized homophobia that we feel, it's, like, especially prevalent in Black communities and in Latinx communities of all sorts um, because it is, like, conquered by this idea of masculinity and machismo. And, uh, like, I had a similar kind of reaction, but mine was, like, different when it, when I see, like, when I used to see uh people who are flamboyant or trans women or drag queens i was like secretly just very envious Mm -hmm. you know back when i was still like like closeted Mm -hmm. because they were expressing themselves and i think that's what a good about the show it like televises um people living in their art and in their happiness Mm -hmm. and it lets you feel a sense of relief and laughter and joy with them and seeing Mm -hmm. that it's possible to like find communities that accept you in all your 
uh, flamboyancy and all your queerness um, and then your full potential to be exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it also like what what's also great is they don't only show you the the great parts and the great feelings that the competitors are are feeling. It's like everything like you see like their lowest them talk about some of their lowest moments and like why why doing drag is so important to them and i think that's so needed is Mm -hmm. like that vulnerability to see people um be weak and have like almost a support group with the other queens like it's important to like show that that uh, you can have feelings and that people should be there to support you and it's Mm -hmm. that support that we also don't see a lot so i love that sort of in-depth look as well as um, the like the positives. Mm-hmm. And you know how interesting right now that I'm thinking about it, that like we're seeing these people um, who the majority of identify themselves as, as men, you know, on the show, um, express their feelings through um, going, express their emotions, their sadness or their happiness uh, through their feminine side, you know, as dressing yeah. up as women and like, and expressing all this. It's, it's such a weird and interesting dichotomy that, that people find comfort in expressing their 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 feelings through their femininity. Mm-hmm. And then RuPaul says this very interesting. You know, RuPaul gets a lot of you know hate and stuff. Yeah, um, which you know, for a lot of it for good reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna. Say We're not gonna say like, yeah. except like she's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, really love when he says, you know, the power that I found in drag. I realize I can take this into myself out of drag Mm -hmm. uh and you know the femininity the 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 emotion you find through your feminine the strength you find behind this character you can translate into your life as whoever you live when you're not that character Mm -hmm. Uh, which i think is brilliant i think it's so cool Mm -hmm. we're all born naked and the rest is just drag (laughs) yes (laughs) quote me right now i originated that Uh, oh yeah okay 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 welcome to the high guys (laughs) anyway so if those aren't reason enough for you to want to watch this show, then I don't know what you're smoking, bro. Dang, gonna... They're not on our level. Not on our level. <laughs> so we're going to skip to the bad. Now, these bads don't mean you shouldn't watch the show. We're just saying, like, prepare for blank or, like, our personal gripes with the show. It's not necessarily, like, a harsh comment on the show. So, Rudolfo, can you give me one of your bads for this show? Um... You know, there's been quite a many scandal with this show. Mm-hmm. And I think my biggest takeaway from the bad of the show is, you know, I watch the show for the queens, you know? Like, I'm not necessarily watching it for the judges every week or whatever, you know? I'm, I'm here for the creativity of the queens that are on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the two biggest things that irk me are, first of all, like, how much hate people get through the fandom, Oh my goodness, so yeah. much. Which is, re- and it's, it's weird, it's strange, and the fandom is composed of, I'm sure, like, very young people, very, um, people who just brazenly speak their mind and mm-hmm. don't care about the consequences, because they, which, in a weird way, is kind of interesting, because they feel so connected to this character, one yeah. of the characters in the show, that they, you know, they defend him, they see him as an icon, so they go out of their way and bash the people, you know, who sent them home in an episode or mm-hmm. whatever. You know? Yeah, but yeah, that's definitely one of the, the the bad things about I assume too about just being a queen on the show that fear mm-hmm. having that, and then yeah, some of the judges I don't know I don't know RuPaul <laughs> is like <laughs> RuPaul is eligible because she's a drag queen and she experiences something you know she's done a lot of things in the world, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, no, I get you. I, I get you. Away, because yeah. my feeling about the judges is that it's very strange to not have other people in the culture on your panel. Mm-hmm. I can understand for like the beginning of your show. Yeah. But then once the show became like popular enough and kept growing and growing, I feel like RuPaul should have done the next step in representation mm-hmm. and should have put like famous drag queens on the panel because like what does Carson Cressley know about drag? <laughs> he's like he's a just a fashion like I understand putting like a fashion designer on your panel or putting like a mm-hmm. pop star on your panel, but mm-hmm. their perception of drag is what they want it to be, not what it actually is. Right. Yeah, no, very that. Um, <laughs> and I could almost <laughs> I can almost I find myself forgiving it only because I, I also have to take a step back and be like, well, this isn't like representing like um, the, the, the normal kind of drag scene. Rather, it's representing like a reality TV version of it. You know? Yeah. So I always have to find a way to like take myself away from it and be like, you know what? If I want to go see a real drag show, I can I can go to the club, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can go see these queens, which I have. It's super, super cool. And the culture mm-hmm. is so much more different. Um than it is on tv you know but yeah. it's two different worlds it, it's bringing it together and i have to remember that that's what it is where'd you see mm-hmm. where'd you see a drag show at oh my god i've seen many a fab uh-huh in fresno um i went to hamburger mary's in uh long beach <gasps> and i saw miss delta work what yeah she is stunning that's crazy. Um, um, and I, 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 I saw a few more drag shows in LA, and I always try to catch like drag race queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if I don't, like just the local drag queens and whatever scene you're in are so freaking good. Yeah, I went to one at uh, Aldo's, and mm. um, it was quite the experience. <laughs> I know it's so much fun. I was like. That was when I was still like a little uncomfortable, and but like seeing them lip sync with so much like stomp in their step, you know what I mean? I was like, "Damn, girl, get it." <laughs> Chris, do you have a bad? Um, yeah. Oh, I had it. <laughs> oh man, I have uh, it. No, I, I, I have it. <laughs> Side note, though, do you know so like a lot of the queens they smoke so much. Like weed, but cigarettes. Yeah, oh, weed. <laughs> no, like like weed. Um, I was watching just a few like just random things, and Latrice Royale is quite the pothead. Oh, I'm so sure. Uh huh. And then so is Jinx Monsoon. Yeah, um, which I'm obsessed with. I love her. Jinx Monsoon. I think <laughs> Me she's, too. She's just a little witch from like I don't know. Just she's like Stevie Nicks, or she, you know? Yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. So interesting. She's like a little ethereal being from Portland, Oregon. Like some weird yeah. like. <laughs> and her voice is so high and interesting and be- I don't oh know. God. I'm just fascinated by her. Me too, me too. A bad on the show, I'm gonna have to say, is um, the uh, visuals when RuPaul's giving like a hint about what the challenge of the day is gonna be. (laughs) I feel like that camera hasn't been updated to like what they're using for the normal show. I'm so bad. That's the only thing you have against the show. Well, I have a different one. I can't remember. 
But I've always had a problem. Cause, and then RuPaul's just, I don't know. I just feel like if you have that moment, take it. But she's just done there. We're over here like systemic racism is really bringing down the community. And Chris is like, RuPaul has not upgraded that camera. She hasn't. Inconsistent. That's what oh I can stand for. Oh, that's so funny. I'm fucking dead. I'm done with this half. Anyway. No, I had a good one. I promise. No, that one was good enough. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember it. Uh, Can I say it or no? Is it too late? I want to hear it. Go, pop off. I was just going to say that um, the way that they treat the queens off camera when they're not in the competition... Mm. Is a as like a little a little extreme, and especially at this point, um, I don't know if things are changing or anything. The way that they're treated, they don't pay. The drag queens who are on the show have to pay for like their own food. Are basically like spending their own money to stay alive <laughs> during the recording of the competition. The and I understand they do have their own hotel rooms, but they're like blindfolded and not told where they're at. They're not allowed outside <laughs> contact. That stuff makes sense because it's like it's a reality show. You don't want stuff ruined, whatever. But like they also don't really have like health care. Like no, they're not protected under RuPaul's Drag Race TM. So like if they get that. They get hurt. Like Eureka got hurt. I'm pretty sure Eureka had to do her own deal with that stuff. Like, yeah, it's not so, not liable. Okay, so a more like explained version of this of what Chris is yelling about is that so many uh, queens have come out after the show and like waited a couple years to really spill the tea of what it's like to be a part of it, and now World of Wonder to cover their own ass posts like behind the scenes stuff on YouTube so that people know like what the conditions are like. And so um, the, like the Queens are blindfolded and driven to somewhere and they don't know where they are. They cannot open their blinds at all and they cannot get out of their room at all the, to the point where their doors are taped so that producers can hear them trying to leave. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't have phones and they can't watch any like current stuff and they're just like sequestered in there and then like the only food is the food like what chris was saying that they can pay for to get and they only make four hundred dollars a week yeah it's a lot of random stuff that's like what the fuck yeah especially i don't know if it's changed now but you know i would imagine i would hope that they'd get better about it considering how big they've gotten how much money they're making now i hope Mm -hmm. they're better about it now and they're with vh1 too so it's like well that's the thing, though, is me and Chris, when we watched that, there was one of Latrice and Manila. So it was from, like, the latest All-Stars. I mean, like, not that latest one. The one from their season. So that's, like, how close to now that it's been going on. Wait, was it their season one All-Stars or season four All-Stars? Season four. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's so kind of a don't... spoiler. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> we don't have the paperwork, so we can't prove it, but... This is what we've researched. Mm. Pretty wild. Yeah, I didn't. I, I knew about like the the hotel thing, but I didn't know about the like the food. And I know a lot of queens have come forward and they're like, mm, maybe you should mm-hmm. try a little bit harder. Yeah, maybe you should feed the people who are working for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're gonna lead into the break now. Um, when we come back, we're talk about All Stars Five, our fave queens from that season, our favorite outfits we're gonna get into all the all the fun stuff and then analyze the show just a little bit more just a little bit all when we come back see ya (laughs) 
Hey guys, do you enjoy listening to us be stoned out of our mind? Well, don't forget that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. We're also on social media. You can follow us at Guys That Are High on Twitter and Instagram, and at The High Guys on Facebook and YouTube. Let us know what you think about our conversations, or even suggest what we talk about next. Now, take a hit and keep listening. All right, so we're back, and the first thing we're going to talk about is I want you guys to tell me who your favorite queen is, like, of all time. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you, um, since this is the spoiler section, I'm going to give you my favorite queen that's won Drag Race, and then my favorite queen that did not win Drag Race. So my favorite winner is Jinx Monsoon because she is so fucking zany and wacky, (laughs) but so beautiful at the same time. And she went through a lot during her season and she fucking won. I was like, I almost cried when they said Jinx Monsoon because I was like, she has been beaten up by Relaska Talks too much. (laughs) I don't know who these producers think they are showing me this shit. (laughs) <laughs> but then they I was like, she she learned like she learned from the struggle and she is better and she will always be better. So that's my favorite who won. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite who didn't win is a tie between Kim Chi oh, and Ben de la Creme. Mandela <laughs> was robbed by her inner saboteur and she is literally a walking piece of art and i love her mm-hmm. when, she's beautiful when kimchi did her fucking um dance for the lip sync mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. fucking hilarious are you are you referencing femme fat and asian yes i am yes he is. so good <laughs> To the fan fat nation. <laughs> okay, R- um, Rodolfo. Um, well, my favorite queens, like uh, in general, Bob the Drag Queen and Shea Coulee, always yeah. have been since their original seasons. Um, and now period. they're now, and now Shea Coulee is a winner. Yes, wow. she is. Oh, wow, iconic. Since Chris said it too, I'm going to say my favorite queen that did not win would probably have to be um tammy brown uh, no i kind of <laughs> want to say i kind of want to say jujube and that's great that's a perfect answer yeah <clears throat> my favorite queen that is a winner i would have to say is bianca del rio and work my favorite queen that who has not won is adore delano I was oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Because oh, that's a good one. here's my thing: watching their season was so touching mm-hmm. to see, like fucking the two spectrums of the Latinx girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh my god! You got like your put together aunt whose lattice hat will tell you off, but then you have like your sleazy cousin who's from Azula, <laughs> Azusa, Azula. <laughs> Avatar, the last yeah, by the way, man. She's a fucking Libra. Like, I don't know what else you wanted from her. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of representation. Yes. I was like, can it be like this every season? Oh, I love Adore Delano so freaking much. I got blocked by Michelle Visage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell the listeners. For, for defending. Because. <laughs> 
for also defending it or Delano because she was tweeting she was blocking everybody who was tweeting about the altercation that her and the door had on T on All Star season two. You say TMZ? <laughs> Literally, she and me. <laughs> so I just tweeted about it. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe how mean Michelle Visage." I didn't even at her. I just put her name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michelle Visage was to Adore Delano. It made me super sad or some shit like that. And then uh, she blocked me. <laughs> so her. For being but a also, backstabbing bitch. <laughs> but also one of the finer moments in my life. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe you're... I want to like... I want you to send me a screenshot so we can put it on our Instagram so people can believe. What... <laughs> oh, my God. having me blocked? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a screenshot of even like when I tweeted it in like 2015 or something. It's like <laughs> the weird blocky Twitter, you know? Oh my it's god. So funny. That's hilarious. Our next guest has been blocked by Michelle Visage. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Rodolfo. Wow. Since you are our guest, please tell us how you feel about um, the India v. Alexis. Gossip and and All Stars Five. Um. Well, I I really did believe that it was real, and that says a lot considering so much of the drama. I feel sometimes is like forced on this show. Mm-hmm. Um. That I was like, oh shit, and I really did think. I still think, even though they kind of like debunked it in the reunion thing. I still think there is some kind of ploy to get Shay Clay out because why wouldn't you? Like she, you know, she is the one to be. Literally, yeah. uh-huh. I mean, she won after all, but like she is the one that's gonna have like the entire crowd on their side. Has like a redemption story. Is a fierce competitor. Honestly, if I was Alexis Mateo, I would plot to get her out too. Because I'm trying to win too. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I never feel bad for any queen who's like, um, who like sends somebody strong home. I'm just like, that is ambition. Oh my God. <laughs> that is what it takes. Like when Naomi sent home fucking Manila. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm still heartbroken. Oh my God. That oh. was the biggest gag I've ever felt. Listen, I was like, I... <gasps> <laughs> and I like Naomi more than I like Manila. So to me, I was living for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Naomi. You're like wagging your finger at the TV. Yeah, just now she did it. <laughs> now she did. It. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a moment like that to happen on this um, one, but me too. Did. Everyone who went home made sense in the order they went home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's lead. Let's lead into my my biggest issue with All Star Season Five. Was that it honestly felt lackluster. I felt like I wasn't really that excited for like what some of these queens are going to do. Or even that like some of these were chosen. Like it's such a weird group of people. And I feel like, I don't know. It just made me feel weird. I wasn't like the biggest fan. I disagree. You you a big think, fan? Well, I think because All Stars 2 was like the epitome of like a good season. Like they, they were yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then AS3 for me was a bit of a letdown after that one. And then AS4 yeah. was doing it for me up mm-hmm. until the second Tokyo. half. Because the Lala Perusa mm-hmm. thing and the whole thing happening, while they were like great performances, it just felt like super forced yeah. drama. Mm-hmm. Like the Gia and like the um, Pheromone drama just was the dumbest drama I have ever mm-hmm. seen. Oh my TV. god, it was literally 
too much to handle. It, yeah, it was super annoying. So that one yeah. let me down. So when I had, I think this season, why it made me feel uh, so good is that there wasn't an element of like, let's bring back the girls to see who come in, you know? And there wasn't mm-hmm. like a, a, and I really liked the lip sync assassins too. I thought those made it. That was exciting. so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say so this no. every time we talk about lipstick assassin, lipstick assassin, lip sync assassin. <laughs> Uh, in I want to say episode three, one of the queens says, "Is it Laganja?" Because because <laughs> what? <laughs> I looked at Claudio after I had laughed for five minutes, and in my head I was like, out of every single drag queen, drag race competitor in 2020, you said, "Is it Laganja?" <laughs> I couldn't oh, I couldn't see it, and I tweeted it. <laughs> tweeted about it and Laganja liked my tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And I have never been so ashamed and wanted to delete my Twitter so quickly. Laganja liked my tweet dragging her. You put some respect on Miss Laganja Estrada's (laughs) name, okay? She would be the perfect guest on this show. She is the biggest. Her name is Laganja. Are you kidding me? She's the biggest pothead. I know, but she was so weird on the on the season. She was kind of a letdown. Yeah, she she was so she was forcing it way too much. Yeah, yeah, and then the the whole like that's not how you talk and like that because she she was just put on this like thick layer of pop culture gay yeah no she didn't let herself be herself you know but i I go back now and i see season six and i really appreciate her for just being that that one girl who everybody hated but now you go back and you're just like god (laughs) but that was so entertaining that everybody just like ganged up on her (laughs) dude not for me i was so annoyed i was like can you please relax i was i felt like anxious watching her be a person with just so much energy yeah and only because it just it wasn't her you know Mm -hmm. yeah like it didn't feel authentic to her and then when she was like really calm and just like when she got emotional and stuff and she just expressed herself the way she normally would yeah that's what I liked and, it ha- and it only happened like what once for five seconds like it yeah. was so so short yeah and then she immediately was like this is how i talk i was like <laughs> come back now you were so close yeah, you see, it's almost, you see, like, Vanjie, too, who's, like, this super extra person. But it works on Vanjie, because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's who she is. She's this crazy <laughs> little person. And, like, we all have that, like, weird cousin who's, like, exactly like her. Like, Vanjie, who's just screaming all the time. I love when she part. screams to the point where I can't understand her. Because it happens often. That she's like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, what? the fuck are you saying she like she like points you don't know what's happening (laughs) (laughs) can i it was such a pleasure to see her on be a lip sync assassin yeah Uh, she wasn't very good no 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 a lot of the lip syncs weren't that good in this all-star season period ma'am um i disagree okay so how many times does Miss Tracker have to walk (laughs) left or right for you to understand (laughs) not all of them are pretty great he said, okay. I love Miss Cracker. I love Miss Cracker. Evie Audley okay, was killed. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. Eliz- Shea Kool-Aid versus Alyssa Edwards. Shea Kool-Aid was great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's what I want to talk about. Miss Jujube, her lip sync against Monet Exchange. She didn't know the words. She sure fucking didn't. 
No, she didn't. And she talks about it in an interview. She was like, I didn't know the words. And we're like, yeah, we know, Miss Jujubee. <laughs> Which was so upsetting because she is such a good lip sync performer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in her original season, she how many times did she, she survived? Four times, right? Oh, she yeah, she sang the house down. She literally uh, house boots up and down, left and right, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do not like Miss Cracker as a lip sync artist. I think she's so Me bad. Either. And yeah. I think combination of her, the- Juju B not knowing the words, and the the selection of songs. Like, it just wasn't adding up for me. Listen, if, if the person wasn't lip-syncing from the, the thing, the lip-sync assassin was good. Except it, the only horrible one was, I don't know what the hell Kennedy Davenport was doing. Mm-hmm. But it was so freaking that was such and a, weird. It was such a dumb song to pick. Like, why did you pick that song? Because they Wait, both, they both were just like doing what they really could with that song, you know. And it was like so mm-hmm. close to the final three that I was like, "Why wouldn't mm. you make it something that they can really like shine?" Yeah, like truly. Yeah, you're saying battle. though, you're saying that like, Miss you know, Roxy Andrews was not legendary in one last. No, time. she she was <laughs> legendary. She was the most legendary, iconic. Wow, wow, wow. Then I wish it was a different so Ariana Grande song. Yes. Yeah. But her performance was a good time. Hmm. Yes, I was here for that. But like out of all the Reba songs, not the her theme song. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my that's my thing. That's where I draw the line where it's like, that's where you lost me. I feel that. Okay, I get what you're saying. I really do. Yeah. I, just... I wasn't disappointed by a lot of the lip sync assassins. I thought they turned it out. Yeah, T. But I was let down by some of the queens. And it and who, it truly felt yeah. like there wasn't ever there was never that lip sync battle where I was like absolutely one thousand percent. You both gave everything. You sweat. You bled on that stage. Yeah. Like there usually is in a season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I was like, that's some period. Yeah, like even when Shay was was going against people, like it was so obvious that she was like number one. Like the first episode was what really <laughs> got me. Evie Oddly's uh, lip sync assassin, yeah, versus Miss India Farah was so good. Yeah, like that one was like amazing. But everything yeah. else, I was like, only one person's doing a good job, not both of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's fact. Tbh, tbh. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. If Shakulay didn't win, who would you guys have wanted to win? Jujubee. Yeah, one thousand percent. I okay, cool. And we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, Miss Cracker, sure, yeah, she's great, but like, she's not great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I hate to say this. I I was rooting for Cracker on her season. Uh I was too. But on All Stars, I don't know. Something about it just seemed off for me. It it didn't feel like, I don't know, like her. I agree. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, all I know about her is through Drag Race and YouTube. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I watch her on YouTube and, like, uh, showing on people's shows and stuff, I love her. Like, she's so funny. I think she's so clever. She has a little... um, uh friday tea with cracker or something on her yes. instagram uh, and it's so cute and like I, yeah coffee with cracker and i was like this is great like i love the content yeah. but i feel like on all stars five she was just so like she was distant like emotionally i guess mm-hmm. compared to like i feel like when you look at other queens in the season you kind of really vibed with them on their emotional level and yeah. like their personal level but I feel like there was that sort of disconnect from the audience and Cracker. Yeah, I feel like some of the queens are like super good for television. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of them just 
they were a lot better in their like club element or their performance mm-hmm. element and stuff. Because I felt that way about um Mayhem Miller. I think she's well, she's known to be like a stunning performance queen in the club. Yeah. I just don't think she translates well to television and the challenges they mm-hmm. gave her on the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like her mm-hmm. acting scene, like that scene was so lackluster. Yeah. With her in India, yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah. India the same. I think she's a great <clears throat> performance, like queen in the club mm-hmm. or on a big stage, but the challenges they ask of Drag Race, they didn't really do well in any of them TVH. Yeah. yeah see, that's what i'm saying is like the selection of queens was such a weird selection and it shows like in how they performed in their challenges mm-hmm. i feel that um oh my god in the affairs jeffree star <laughs> oh my god don't even talk about that i was i was gooped i was so gooped i was like that's who you pick that's who you're gonna do Jeffree Star, the most bland, problematic person. She looked so scary. She did. She looked dead. I was like, she bitch. She was spooky. <laughs> oh wow. God. So spooky. Ew. <laughs> okay. Uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me get into. Let me. Let me get into a serious topic so rodolfo guest of the show how do you feel about uh this year being the first year that two black queens won oh my god um this is the year that two black queens won um both uh, drag race and all stars also a black queen won miss congeniality as well and that's miss um heidi and oh Golden. yes yes so it's a it's a reigning year of like black drag queens which i love and you know i wanted shay to win her original season i really think she won that you know uh-huh. i always say this it's a little you know controversial because i love Sasha valore i think she she's the worthy of a win she said amazing things she's one of my favorite queens mm-hmm. but you know i think shay kool-aid won drag race and then sasha won that lip sync yeah me? i do feel mm-hmm. you because the um i agree with you because that season, I also thought Shea Coulee was like, between her and Sasha, I was like, okay, so that's obviously going to be these two. But I wanted Shea to win just because of like the importance of what her one would have been, you know, like with yeah. the kind of stuff that she showed in her season, it would have mm-hmm. been so, it would have been so amazing for her to have won. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing too is like, like everything she did, it was just like excellent, you know? Yeah. Like every challenge that she won, she was amazing in. And and then the final like big production number, which is like the biggest challenge to win in the season, like, she won, you know? Mm-hmm. And she had a two-point lead ahead of uh, Sasha Velour. And it's just like, you know, like Sasha is very confident in one field, which is like her like um, her visual performance kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. When it came to like the, the other performances, Sasha was always very worried and looked very nervous and skeptical on stage, like mm-hmm. the last number two. Um, but she just wasn't, you know? She embodies this confidence is so important. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with like Jada Hall, Jada Essence Hall, uh, and then the joy that Heidi brought. Mm-hmm. Oh like, my it's god! To see Heidi in like, closet. Uh, I never thought like I would like care for a character on television or reality TV as much as I have. Yeah, so, I just you know? really wanted the best for her because she was so sweet. I literally never crowned a show, but when she got sent home, I was so me too. Oh my god! That, that's how I felt with um 
with Jackie Cox. I, I just got like so emotionally invested in her. It, season twelve was the the season that was the most reminiscent for me of season yeah. six. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was yeah. like nonstop hits. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the two um, black winners we have right now who embody like this um, confidence and excellence are just. She's so good. I just love them both so much. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I took a hit. Oh, because it's the high guys. Oh. I thought you were exhaling like you were. Like she was taking a deep like breath under yeah. pressure. Like you were so nervous. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot like this. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. No. Okay. So, top three. Okay. So. Um, let's start with Ms. Cracker. My favorite look that she brought to the runway was the Fabergé egg. <laughs> Three-in-one reveal. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I felt like it was beautifully uh, created. And I thought that was, that is a moment where we got to see Ms. Cracker be like her funny, clever self. Uh-huh. And I felt like that performance was a little more personal. Like it connected me a little more to her. Because she walked with, uh, she Hat was an egg with little legs. <laughs> I was like, that shit's fucking hilarious. And then the egg part falls out and she basically just turns into Anastasia at the end. And I was like, I love, I love the story that she's telling. I feel like I know where her mind was. And I was like, that's the shit I want to see. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my favorite cracker look. My favorite Jujube look is her fucking well. Oh, it's a tie between her finale when she was all, like all in the gold. Uh-huh. A tie between that and the fucking barbecue look with her big ass hat. <laughs> Amber. I, sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. <laughs> I was like, everything here is working for you. There was yes. no bad. I saw no bad. I was like, this is your shit. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. That is also my favorite Jujube one. <laughs> Everyone calls me Amber. <laughs> <laughs> and then um my favorite shake kool-aid the queen look is mm-hmm. a tie between her backyard eleganza when she had the assless chap wedding okay that was a moment and then her butterfly look i was oh, i was such yeah. a big fan of, that. of the of the insects yes and her wings Oof. and they said it was mm-hmm. a little bit arts and craftsy yeah and what about it <laughs> i was like does it work or does it not it was stunning and that's just on period yeah i was like how dare you but those are my Ugh. favorite looks for the queens and I agree with what happened. I feel like that should have been the top three. And I feel like she should have won and she did. So, um, My fave looks uh, from Jujubee has got to be the, the freak, the freak out look. The one where she had a bunch of patterns <gasps> and spiky Oh head. my God. That yes. was so amazing. Uh, I it love it. So freaking oh, good. Wow. Um, for Shea Coulee, I loved her uh, Love the Skin You're In. She was a newbie oh, goddess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Uh, with the like stone tight. And then Miss Cracker. Ah, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of her looks actually. Um, which one's next, that? Uh, <laughs> I would have to say my favorite Cracker look was the uh, finale look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, they all look stunning in the finale. Yes, though. they do. My favorite outfits from the top three all-stars 
of so that's five for juju b it is the backyard one because that was hilarious i love amber so much yes. and i love that her little shorts weren't even buttoned up all the way and her heel straps weren't strapped yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite miss cracker look now let me just make a comment i'm in the same vein as rodolfo where i'm like none of them were really that like iconic except for the egg because she came out as an, an egg, egg. Yeah, and yeah. other than that, wasn't really getting it for me. I did like yeah. the finale look though, like before the um, lip sync when she's wearing. Uh, oh, I guess no, yeah, before the lip sync when she was wearing the big pink Russian outfit, like that is beautiful. But everything else was just mm-hmm. like. Eh. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite Shea Coulee look is the um, the final look with the blue dress and the blue hair. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, I was like, so I was like, that is the outfit of a winner it was like the hair all of it she is obviously the winner give it to her right now and her like her performance was so good Mm -hmm. yeah there was no other option she killed that lips thing she killed that performance and the dress just helped and like the hair was so iconic with like those movements you know yeah legendary I need to say something. Go ahead. About about the series of Drag Race. And it is that in one of the seasons, in one of the lip syncs for your life, they lip sync to the song. The, they lip sync to the title song of Shake It Up. <laughs> Disney Channel original. Shake It Up. With Zendaya. By Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez because... Yeah, binge watched the show, and when that's like, I was in a daze. Let me tell you, I was like tired, but I was in it, and then nothing <laughs> brought me back to life. Then when I heard the "Shake It Up" theme song, <laughs> sung by Selena Gomez, I threw my <laughs> weed pen <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Wait, I, what season was that? Season six or seven? It was. I want to say season. It was a little later than that, like season nine. Stop. I want to <laughs> say it was Monet Exchange. <laughs> I feel like I remember Monet Exchange. No, that's I'll not Google correct. It. I'll Google it. I'll Google it. <laughs> the internet has all the answers. Shake it up. I'm. I want you guys to know. I'm googling Shake It Up and RuPaul's Drag Race in the same Google search. Okay. Not only that, though. Oh, it was April Carrion and Vivacious. It was season six. I know my RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> you, did, you did good. You did good. The other ridiculous song that they had was a Hannah Montana song. Best yes, dude. I was like, what is happening right now? What season was that on? I, 11? I do not recall. I know Miley... It Miley was, a, was one, a guest judge. Oh yeah, it was the the first episode of season eleven, and uh, and that's how I knew season eleven was going to yeah, be a bad season. <laughs> literally, I told Chris like literally the same same stuff. I was like, you know how you could tell that season eleven was a wild season. <laughs> After the first episode, <laughs> you just it's a zoom in on Rodolfo on his couch, and you just hear, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right lo- oh. oh do you have something else to say i was gonna say i love that the um final three for season 12 and all-stars was pretty diverse mm-hmm. yeah and i love that yeah, very very that i was like this the is Jewish changed. queen yeah they were they were they were stunning mm-hmm. yeah honestly it was a good e- <laughs> well it wasn't a good year <laughs> yeah yes. you know what i'm saying and it is a good year we're about to move in that's yeah. true we're really uh, making it around you know? 
We're taking control. Yeah, really. <laughs> so that is pretty much everything. Um, Rodolfo, will give him just I think, one more tiny reason to watch All Stars Five. Um, because you should uh, watch All Stars Five. Because why not? It's 2020. Period. You know, you're at home. You're you shouldn't be going out right now. <laughs> just sit down. Crack open a beer. Get a uh, get some weed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smoke it out. And watch some queens just be fierce. Party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Chris, oh give, him a, give him a quickie. Um, you should watch RuPaul's Drag Race because it inspired me to go to the gay club. And granted, it was during quarantine, so I couldn't go. <laughs> but I've always had anxiety <laughs> about clubs, especially gay clubs. But now I want to go. And that is that I said what needed to be said. Stop. You did what needed to be done. <laughs> to be done. Claudio, Claudio, do you have any reasons to watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? I think that people should watch Drag Race because you will understand what all of your friends are talking about if you do. Do you really want to be real? Do you really want to be that girl? Do you want to be left out of the joke? Come on, get with the times. Yeah. Drag Race is now, Drag Race is the future. Honestly. He's coming, Mike. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. I guess now we're the goodbye, goodbye guys. guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>